What's up, podcast peoples? Uh, it's your boy Carson, Carson Slater. I'm here with the E2E podcast, and we're here with Celeste, Aiden, and Johnny. Yo! Um, What's yo. up, guys? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, guys. It's How you guys feeling about this week? Everybody having a good week? Oh, dude. Just, just hanging in there. Just another day, another dollar, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Going for it. Another day, another <laughs> dollar. <laughs> That's what it's a buddy all about mine always Benjamins says. For Aiden. <laughs> yeah, Aiden, you got a job or something, bro? Um, did you guys, okay, hold on. Did you guys, have you been watching the NBA Finals? Did you see that one guy? Oh, you make me so sad. <laughs> this is maybe a bad day to bring it up. I just. Dude, you're just like ripping off the scab right now. The Suns <laughs> literally lost game six yesterday, man. <laughs> but there was that guy. He was a Suns fan, too. He was just, it, when, when the, what was his name, Giannis was shooting his free throws, he's literally just counting hundreds. Like oh that, guy, <laughs> that guy, that guy, that's you, Aiden. Aiden, that <laughs> is like you, bro. Thing I've ever like, that's seen. what I'm going to be. <laughs> Where are you going to get all that money? You got like a job or something, Aiden? Well, I, I do. You know, I have at the rich, rich expenses of uh, the Chick Fil A corporations. Chick Fil A yeah, corporations. Corporation, my bad. CFA. It's singular. It's one company. You guys ever <laughs> had to work super, super long work weeks? Uh, more or less. Yeah. More Celeste. Less. I think the longest work week I've ever worked was an eight-day work week when I worked at Fry's. Eight days. Eight days. Oh. Eight days. Wait, I thought there were only seven days in a week. Hacks <laughs> over here. Just kidding. <laughs> Pretty impressive. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I got an honest 25 hours on tap this week. Maybe maybe bumping up to 30. We'll see. Oh, man. Shoot, dude. It's been a great one. Yeah. I, I work at Black Rock Coffee Bar, and um, they're generous enough to give me two shifts a week. So yeah. that's what that's where I'm sitting, <laughs> but I make like twenty bucks an hour with tips. Yeah, so it it pays. Way to just like good. I put your flex. pay rate on the air. Oh yeah, for X amount of dollars. We can flex <laughs> in on everybody. We can bleep out here, that Johnny. out. We can we can bleep that out. We can bleep that out. Don't even worry Boy, about it. But this is just wet. my longest my longest work week. I think was at Chick Fil A. I worked thirty six oh, yeah. hours. Man, they didn't give me hours either. Uh, I just got yeah, for I, those. When 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 I get less hours, I think they're just they're just trying to hold me back. Like they can't unleash too much. You know, the people can't experience too much Aiden, too much Johnny. <laughs> is Aiden that what you tell yourself? Dynamic. If Aiden was full time, then <laughs> everyone it, it would be backed the line would be out the drive through <laughs> all the time. Just all the way out on <laughs> Arizona Avenue. Probably because we're slow. <laughs> 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 but that's beside the point. <laughs> Anyway, so Aiden, you're working a lot. Celeste, you're working quite a bit. And Johnny, you got your two shifts a week. Um, in school. I'm, I'm in school. Don't even worry about it. I'm a college athlete, so I got summer baseball. And Oh, um, yes. But we're, we're all here on the podcast, E to E, for a reason. Um, equip to equip. And like, we got this like certain thing that sets us apart from the rest of the world. I think it's called faith, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, so... He's trying to make a transition happen here. Yeah, we're trying to make that <laughs> awkward transition happen. Um, so I guess today we're going to talk about just being a Christian in the workplace, right, Aiden? Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, guys, we're gonna today we're gonna talk about you know what it means to be a Christian in the workplace. It took about what like five minutes to get that flowing. Actually, only know. three and a half. <laughs> only three and a half. Yeah, three minutes and thirty-seven. We seconds. hope you're still with us. We got a good conversation for you guys today. Um, I think just an important thing to point out, you know, before we dive really into this, is just you know. We're all still kind of on the younger side. You know, I'm, what, like 19? Johnny, you're about the same. Carson, I'm 20. 20, Celeste. I'm 24. Yeah, so we're all, like, on the younger side of the workforce. We've been, like, I've had my job at Chick-fil-A for about a year now. It's been a great year, you know, very committed. Um, it's been fun. Uh, we're all still kind of on that earlier side of the workforce, but, like, we've still kind of just 
seen and just experienced just a little bit of like what it means to be a Christian um, while, while you're working and like what that means. So I guess the question to open with today is like, what does it look like for a Christian to honor God in the workplace? Like you're a believer, you've, you've trusted in Christ for salvation, you know, you've been born again, you know, changed by the renewing of your mind. Like what does that look like as you're working day to day? Wherever that might be, you know, for each of you guys, that means something different. So what are your thoughts? Hmm. Um, for me, I'm in a, a workplace where I, I went into it and I didn't know anybody. So it's a little bit different than the Chick-fil-A situation uh, where you're, you're, you show up to work and at least four of your friends from church are also working. <laughs> He's looking right at me in case anyone. Yeah. You guys aren't here actually seeing this. But <laughs> there, there, are about, there are about six people from our, from our home church that work at this one Chick-fil-A. And they're always working together. And that's really cool. It's but that's place. just not. By. That hasn't been my, my situation at BlackRock. But uh, I love my job. And um, it's, it's really it's fun to see everyone's background, even though they don't always, there's not a lot of people who, who have trusted in Christ. Um, but everyone knows me as the Christian I'm going through, you know, seminary and doing that whole stuff. They know all that about me, which is, um, something that is super cool. I think that's what God calls us to be. Um, someone who, uh, you know, it seems different to everyone else. And uh, that's something that has been part of my biggest ministry, like someone who at work doesn't swear, uh, they don't have stories of, you know, smoking weed on the weekends or, or drinking. And that's something that has set me apart. And um, when I'm able to talk about Christ, they know, like, hey, we, we've seen, we know that he's, he's into that. Like, it's obvious that he's into that. And so... Um, I think that's for me. That's what that's that's what honoring God in my workplace means. Yo, so I when I was thinking about this question, like what it looks like to be a Christian in the workplace, I think of like Colossians three twenty three, like whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Like, um, mm-hmm. it's super easy, especially like as a college student who's like thinking about um, graduating, getting a job soon, entering the workforce in the next two or three years, like. You, you have this like temptation to want to get a job and like work your way up the ladder, I think is what so many people aspire to do. And it's like, okay, in order to do that, you're like constantly people pleasing. You're constantly, you know, um, or it's, I'm not saying you necessarily will do that, but it's like super easy to fall into that trap. And, um, the Bible's like super clear. If you're working hard for the Lord, he's going to honor that. Proverbs is like, Proverbs 16, I think it says, like, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Like, um, so I think one of the marks of a a Christian in the workplace is just being diligent, but having a heart behind it that isn't self-seeking or um, seeking to honor men. Um, Yes. Like, you think about uh, when Peter and John, right after um, the Pentecost, they were preaching in the temple in Acts, in the early chapters of Acts, and they're like, the Sadducees and the Pharisees were like, yo, stop. Um, we're going to put you in jail. And then they put him in jail and then they were put on trial and got released, but they charged him not to preach the gospel. And then went straight back to the temple and continued to preach the gospel. And Peter's like, I am going to listen to God and not to you guys. I'm working for the Lord and not for, to please people. So, yeah. So when I worked at Fry's, I was really, a big thing because I was definitely one of the only believers there and 
we as believers we should be one of the hardest working workers in the our, in our place of employment mm-hmm. to the point where for me personally my boss even told me at one point he wishes he could clone me so he could have <laughs> more of me helping around fries so it was it's just a really cool thing to see even though I didn't get a pay raise or anything it was just a cool praise and a word of encouragement from my boss say hey you're doing so well that I wish there were more of you to help <laughs> No, I love that. Um, I think those answers are really solid. Um, and I think just thinking back to that verse you shared, you know, we should be working to please God rather than people. Like, that's what our work is for. And I think, especially if you think as a Christian, um, today I was reading Ephesians 4, and I actually have it open right here because it's not all the way in my head yet. It's still soaking. Um, but Paul, like, he says, and he says this a lot, actually, if you read the letters that he writes to these churches, he says, you know, live a life worthy of the calling, you know, worthy of the calling that you've received. Like, we should be living to make the gospel attractive. And when you think about that, just like you said, Carson, like, we're not striving to to get a place in this world. Like, we're not striving to move up on the ladder. We're not striving to just be the best just because we want to be the best. We're striving. That's all temporary, man. It's all temporary, exactly. And we're striving to make the gospel attractive. Like, we want to be living in a manner worthy of, of the calling we receive, worthy, something that God will look down and smile on us at like we are trying to please God and and the beautiful thing is like he also goes on to say like this is how you do that like be gentle be humble like do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth like we we say in our group a lot like we want to have our speech be edifying like we want our actions and our words what comes out of our mouth to reflect what we believe and and the morals that we hold to I feel like this whole topic is just like you could write a book on it. I feel like we could make this podcast like (laughs) an hour and a half if we really wanted to, even though we're trying to keep it shorter. But um, I think just like it's really also important to think about as like you were saying, you're a representative of Christ. Like Celeste, in your your, um, example at Fry's, like your boss appreciated your diligence and your hard work. Um, so much that he wanted to clone you like that's the, that's making Christ look attractive especially if you everyone around you knows that you're a Christian and you're not afraid of it um, and that's another thing too is just being bold for Christ and making sure everyone knows who you represent but once you get that established just representing Christ well like we are ambassadors for Christ um, scripture that is the language that scripture uses to describe Christians in the workplace and <laughs> I remember at some point this summer, I mean, I, I didn't actually have a job this summer, but I played collegiate summer baseball, and it, I, uh, we were talking about something in the batting cages before a game one time, and um, <laughs> something came up, and I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian, and they're like, we know. <laughs> <laughs> they all, like, looked at me, rolled their eyes, and they're like, so that's the goal. <laughs> that is the goal. Everyone should know. Everyone, everyone knows that I'm a Christian. It was like to the point where it's like, okay, we know already, bro. S- stop. Um, and honestly, people aren't always going to want to hear that. Um, you're going to get persecution. You're going to face things that are going to be hard for representing Christ. But if you're doing it well and you're faithful, that's what God wants. That's what God desires out of you. You can never judge faithfulness by the outcome. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, so I think that's just a really good, like, foundation to have. Just when you're looking at any job or anything you're doing, like, it doesn't even have to be, you know, you have a a 9-to-5 job. It could be part-time. could be a student. could be a a sports team. Like, you should be looking to represent Christ, to seek first his kingdom, you know, to do all this out of love and and to be striving to please God, not people. So kind of just going from that and now into, like, the work that we do, like, ourselves, like, just thinking— 
um, you know, Celeste, this is something that you brought up to me is just like, how can I honor God in a job that like, isn't necessarily like God honoring, like not every job, you know, as Christians, like we want to, to be doing everything for the Lord. But like, what if like my job is just like, you know, breading chicken? What if my job is just brewing cold brew? Uh, you know, what if my job is just taking batting practice for about five hours a day, like, or, or, or drawing or artists, like, like, how do you make your work God honoring? Like, what are your thoughts there? So I, I struggled with this for quite a while, and this is why I wanted to bring up with it, because I am an artist currently. I, I work from home. Oh, yeah. I, I run my own art business, and I love it, but I did struggle with how do I honor God in this, because when I put it into bare bones, I'm literally just putting lines on a page. How do I honor God with lines on a page? Oh, yeah. And let me tell a story and ask some questions. So Joseph is credited as the man who raised Jesus, correct? Right, and this is New Testament Joseph. Yeah, New Testament Joseph. So it stands to follow that Jesus was a carpenter for the first few years of his life, probably up until his ministry, correct? Mm -hmm. So do you think when Jesus was 11, he made the best table ever, despite having never made a table before? Do you think that was the best table? Ooh, talking about that's the son of God one. here. I don't know. <laughs> God yeah. can do anything, but right. he was also human. So right, fully human, fully God. So you know, I, I mean, I would assume like he, he was still not, not fully there in his practice, right? I mean, to some yeah. extent. So, as pra- I mean, I hate to say the word that practice makes perfect, but I like to say <laughs> better that practice makes progress. So yeah, Jesus probably didn't make the best table at age 11, but maybe when he was age 25, 28, he was making great tables, phenomenal tables. Yeah. So he, but he probably would have done his best with every single table he made, learning what he did wrong on the last one and learning what did go right so he could improve. And that's kind of where I found how to honor God with my art. Like I look back at every piece I make, every comic I make and everything I do and go, all right, what worked, what didn't? How could I do what worked better and how could I improve what didn't work? And so if you're breading chicken, you could say, all right, I used a little too much flour this time. So let's use a little less flour or I probably put in a little bit too much cream or I probably could have hit that ball at a slightly lower angle or however it is. And just aim to improve every (laughs) single time that you do it again. And that would be that's what I've had to learn. I think Aiden, um, I'm going to push back. There's, I think there's a fundamental flaw with your question um, just being asked. Just like only because I feel like one of the underlying assumptions made when that question is asked is that um, some jobs are, I guess, per, per se, not sacred. And I say that with quotes, but scare quotes. Um, but I think the Bible teaches that everything we do is sacred. Like the <laughs> yeah, sacred, yes. sacred secular divide is a complete myth. Um, prominent Christian thinker C.S. Lewis, love the guy. He has a quote um, saying there's literally no neutral ground in the entire universe. Every single inch is claimed either by God or by Satan. Like, and not, I'm not just talking like in the physical dimension. Like, in, there's spiritual warfare going on all around us that we aren't even aware of. So every time you're breading that chicken, man. Every time you're breading that chicken, you're like, well, let's let's make it clear because I know he's listening. I know, I know my boy Jacob Posniak knows and I don't, I don't, I don't bread chicken. I talk to customers and I, and I hand food out. Yeah, the so I so used to bread. I, I used to bread that's that up because I know there will be <laughs> there will be flack given. So so correct it and say you know when when you Jacob hand out, breads chicken. When you hand yeah what, so when Jacob's breading so chicken. So when Jacob's <laughs> breading that chicken, man, he's gonna do it with excellence because and he's gonna do it not for man but for the Lord and he's gonna Amen. use his opportunities with his coworkers to have intentional conversations. Um, 
any job you have, even if it's a, a desk job where you're staring at a computer screen for hours a day, um, there are ways. If mm. you are a Christian, you can be innovative and you can think of ways to be intentional with your coworkers, lead them to Christ. Or if you literally have no interaction, like I have some friends right now who are struggling with um, working from home and not having any interactions. They hop on a Zoom call only to solve problems, yeah. and that's all they have. And then they, once the Zoom call is over, they don't ask each other about their lives or anything. It's just like just being excellent where you're at and being faithful with the opportunities that God has given you. Like God calls us to make e- the most of every opportunity we have and to be obedient in that. And so just having the mindset of nothing I do is like secular. It's, it's everything I do is sacred. Every single um, swing I take in the cage, every single shot I put up at, at practice, every single chicken I bred, every single tax report I file, you know, like that, that is something that I have an opportunity to make the most out of doing it with excellence, diligence, um, um, just being careful to love thy neighbor as thyself in everything I do. Mm, so I like that. But mm-hmm. think about this though. Like, like what if like, and I hear this from people, I mean, especially at Chick-fil-A, which is a really popular, like come and go job, you know, people just come and go. And some jobs like in the higher up levels are even like that too. Like, what if I don't like what I'm doing? Like, like what if I'm in a job, and there's just, there's no joy. Like, like what I'm doing is just miserable. Like, I, I feel like I'm clocking in and like, just don't want to be there. And it's just not my place. Like, like, what do you do if you're in that kind of situation? Like, what's the, what's the young adult take on that? Um, I mean, I've definitely been in that type of situation before where I, I really didn't feel like being at my job. I felt like I could be doing different things. I feel like I could do better, better things. Um, but realizing that, you know, um, leadership is influence and um, being at your job and having a smile on your face when you're doing something dumb is like really influential. Like people like when you're at a job that is tedious, you have coworkers who are also doing tedious things. And if they don't have the Holy Spirit in them, they're most likely going to be complaining. And if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you better not be complaining so that they can see what it's like to um, do a task that is, you know, it may seem tedious, but do it with joy. Like, that's what that's what we're called to do as believers. And uh, if we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we're supposed to be producing the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, you know, patience in that job, <laughs> kindness, <laughs> goodness, self, uh, self-control, all those things we need to be doing while we're in while we're in that sort of spot of, of uh, a job that we hate so that um, others can see that the Holy Spirit is like real and, you know, hopefully we've made it attractive and they'll want it and they'll ask us about it. Yo, I got to build off that real quick. And honestly, take whatever I'm about to say with a grain of salt. I'm got to have the humility to say that I haven't necessarily had too many jobs where I've been super discontented, but um, I feel like in the culture that, our generation has been brought up, and I think that question that you, you've asked, Aiden, is such an interesting one because statistically, most people from, like, millennials to G- Gen Z, like... That's us. They'll get, that Zoomer. is us. We'll get out of college and we'll <laughs> stay at a job for only, like, a year because we hate it. And, like, right. we'll, we'll try to see if the grass is greener on the other side and we won't stick it right. out. Like, statistically speaking, that's what's happening in America right now. And, and I think that's just because we're a product of the culture. Not, not to say that it's a cop-out, but, like, we have such... America has basically evolved into this consumer culture. 
um, even in churches, like you hear people go to church on a Sunday and they'll say, oh, yeah, the pastor said yada, yada. And I didn't really like that. And, you know, yada, yada. And it's like these small little things that aren't like even like doctrine, you know, like right. mm-hmm. it's like I don't like the way that he phrased that, even though it got it came across the same way as if he phrased it the, the way that you would want him to um, just like consuming rather than creating culture is something that we are really good at doing. And to the person who's stuck in the job um, that they just are not content at, I would encourage you to persevere, man. Press on and create culture with create. the opportunities you have. Yes, even God if you're not, even if you don't have that title that you're looking for, even if you don't have the position that you want or the salary or the pay you want, just like Aiden said earlier, leadership is influence. You don't have to have the title to be a leader. Be Johnny over there, but uh, yes, that was Johnny. <laughs> oh, but I, I took it from somebody else. Credit took it from credit. somebody else who eventually goes back to the. the I, I'll credit. Hey, that's I'll why this worldview is academy, bro. And trust to trust. Worldview, worldview academy. If you're listening, I got that from you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but this is why it's E2E. Yeah, we, we're just really here just speaking about, you know, what we've been interested to. This not, isn't regurgitation, man. This, this really is all is we got. Like, <laughs> this is not like, we're not like some highly esteemed praise people. Like, we're just real people talking about real things. Like, I mean, yeah. Real talk, bro. If you know, you know. <laughs> if oh. you know, you know. Yeah, anyway. I, I, have a, I have a verse to build off of what Carson said. I literally thought it was in James, but I could not find it. I don't reference know. Reference kings. Re- I am a reference king, but actually that's not true. But it's talking about um, how perseverance uh, produces proven character and proven character hope. So if you want to have that good character, but you find yourself, you know, switching jobs every six months or you find yourself switching majors twice a year um because you just aren't enjoying it or you've been church shopping for the last three years uh i know that there are people like that and they they just haven't found something that they've been able to dig into but it's for surface level things like carson was talking about um if you want to have if you desire to have proven character um then you need to have perseverance first like that's what that's how character is made is through perseverance and then after that hope and it talks elsewhere about how um believers sure that's first peter <laughs> is it first peter okay yeah okay and then <laughs> and then it talks <laughs> elsewhere Iberian, check it out yourself it talks <laughs> elsewhere about how uh we're supposed to always have an answer for the hope that we profess that's so peter. if we oh, don't yeah. have yeah okay so if Keep we going. have perseverance <laughs> we will have an answer for the hope that we have because yes. we have character that produces hope Yes. Boom. Amen. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I don't so know where any of that is found. It's in the Bible, y'all. Check it out. Yeah, be a Berean. <laughs> Encourage like you to read it. Be a Berean. Somewhere between Genesis and Revelation. Yeah. Shout out, Jacob. He always says that. <laughs> oh, man. Jacob, I hope you're listening. Um, all righty, guys. So just like, what's like just a final like quick take on this? Just like being a Christian in the workplace. Like just like a quick sum up here. Like, like I want to hear from each of you. Like Celeste, like what's like your quick take if you're like, Sum it up in like 30. I would say Colossians 3.23. I forget it, the exact wording, which was you know, do basically do whatever it whatever is Whatever you the do, Lord. work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Basically, ESV. yeah, basically saying I would, I would put it as imagine God is right behind you watching you work. And which he is. Do, yeah, do your best work every time you do your work. Facts. Amen. Love it. Carson? Man. One thing that we didn't mention is, uh, and I'm going to keep this short, but in the, in the workplace, be an ambassador for Christ. 
Um, yeah. Make the gospel attractive. Oh, share yeah. the gospel. Make sure everyone knows that you're an ambassador for Christ. Don't just like quietly do your work. Use the opportunities that God has given you to be excellent and um, don't Create. overwork yourself. Take rest. Um, and also, like Jesus said, don't cast pearls before the swine. If people don't want to hear the gospel and you've tried 80 times to preach the gospel to them and they just get better every time, I would say that you know where the line is. Um, mm. You Chances are. The Holy Spirit will lead you. He will prompt you. Um, and listen to him when he prompts you. If you, he's prompting you to talk to someone, have that conversation that you've been wanting to have for three weeks now, do it. Because I know that there are so many times where I've shied away from that and I regret it every single time. Mm. So Bold. I think for me... Um, this is going to be a little different than everyone else, but I, I would encourage young believers um, to be in the workforce, like have a job, like get a job. It's it's really uh, a neat opportunity to um, become like, immersed in, in a different culture than you might be used to, like um, to be around unbelievers. Like it's not the well that need the doctor. Yeah. It's the sick. Amen. And if you're spending all your time. If you if you can't name five unbelieving people around you, then like, are you like being effective for Christ? Because I know that there's encouragement that you can give to believers, but at the same time, you need to be expanding the kingdom. You're on mission, bro. That's right. So so get around unbelievers. If if that's in the workforce, that's amazing. Like get in the workforce and and be around those. Be be the light in that dark place. Um, that'd be my encouragement. Amen. I love that. Um. I just am kind of reminded about this topic on, I think it's 1 Corinthians 10, 31, which says, you know, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, you know, do it all for the glory of God. Yeah. Um, and just like, that's the mindset you should have when you're in the workforce, when you're working, you're at school, you're taking batting practice. It's just like, I want to be living for Christ and I want to live a life worthy of my calling. And, and we do that good. Anything good we do, any good practice we get into is it all flows from the gospel. It all flows from the grace that he has given us and the fact that he wants a relationship with us. So... Yeah, guys. Amen. That's what we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Eat more chicken. Eat more chicken. <laughs> That's what's yes, up. Drink more, more coffee. Do it. <laughs> I can do that.